we are going to wrap day one here at Zerg Precious Metals with an update from Ascot Resources trading on the TSX with AOT and on the OTCQX with AOT VF. Happy to finally sit next to in-person CEO, Mr. Derek White. Derek, good to see you. My pleasure to be here. Uh, it, it's, the, it's the last meeting for both of us today. So. Yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> I know you're probably suffering from the same jet lag that I am. Yes, but uh, nothing a beer can't take care of, I think, <laughs> for momentarily. I actually have a keynote to give uh, right after this. But, um, hey, Derek, you, you listen, the name of the game, most of our conversations over the last couple months, construction update, expiration update, but you had put out more news uh, this or last week, excuse me, forget what day is last week with the general kind of quarterly update. I think the big the big number here, 71, that's the percent of the project that is complete through the end of October. That's a significant number. Yeah, look, on the construction side, um, I think the biggest challenge for us has been the earthworks on the tailing stamp. Yeah. And uh, that hasn't gone as quickly as we'd hoped. Um, and there was definitely more material to move. We had to probably move between 80 and 100,000 additional bank cubic meters. But I think we really broke the back of that now. Um, you know, the, the liner in the North Dam has been laid. It hasn't snowed, which has been really good for us. Um, they're targeting to leave the site at the end of November. And so I think we're feeling pretty good about uh, where we are. Of course, we would have liked to finish earlier, but I think that's really been the piece on the construction. And, in the overall completion of 71%, as the earthworks gets done, um, that moves quite rapidly towards 100%. So um, that's really the big challenge for us. And then right after that, it's making sure that we have enough accommodation to get all the pipers and system controls and get the plant up and running. And um, Ascot was successful in, it's, it's probably by the third week of November, we'll have completed an additional 72 beds in Stewart. Uh, we have another camp yeah. that, that that's helped, and so we're going to able to be, accommodate everybody we need to do the final push to bring ourselves into production. Well, that's got to have some economic positivity for the town of Stewart. No question, it does. <laughs> yeah, you know, look, I mean, uh, a part of this part of this job is not just about the impact that you have for shareholders, but it's also the communities that are around you. Yeah, um, and we see. Stewart is a town that's had mining in its history for the last hundred years um, and making sure that it's a town that has young people and, and more things going on is positive for them and for us. So it's a 25 minute drive from Stewart to the site and you know, having more people in Stewart and being part of that community we think is really positive for everybody. Well, something that also was real positive and this is very important, beyond the equity, um, you know, beyond all that stuff, zero lost time injuries throughout this phase of construction, that is huge, right? I mean, yeah, it really is. And, you know, um, I look, they have a saying, and I think Ascot uh, believes in it, the safest minds are always the best minds. Sure. And sometimes there's a misperception that being safe makes you inefficient or you're not going to be productive or whatever. But if you start out with the right mentality of keeping people safe, you don't lose any efficiency. In fact, you're better when you get shut down because you killed somebody or something like that's a lot worse. So we're very proud of that. And not just our lost time uh, injury rate, but also our total frequency rate, yeah. which is 0 0.069, which is very, very good for a construction project. You know, we're about 250 people working on this project right now up there. And, um, you know, being safe is really great. And credit to, the you know, our general manager and all the people at the site that have made that happen. 
Uh, so you had mentioned to be a little bit more time of, of earthworks. You know, the snow is held off, so it, that's obviously good. But what what does the construction look like in the in the depths of winter here for the Premier Gold Project? Well, once the earthworks is done on the tailings dam, and you know most of the um, outside work has already been done on the substation, and the water treatment plant is already built, the majority of the additional work is really three things: um, working in the mill, which is indoors, so that doesn't really be impacted by by the by the winter. I mean, a little bit, but you're you're basically finishing the piping and instrumentation and doing the pre-commissioning commissioning, working on the underground development of both Big Missouri and Premier Northern Lights. So those portals are on their way and they're being developed. But again, you're working underground, so you're out of the snow. Um, but you know, there's still the snow that you have to clear on the road between the mill and Big Missouri. So we're prepared for that. We have all the snow equipment in for getting ready to do that. And then finally, um, the piping that happens between the mill and the tailings dam. And some of that piping is put in place, but that will be the one challenge we'll have with snow. It's just trying to complete that because we have to wait till the tailing dam is finished. And although there's no snow there today, by the end of November, that could easily change. So that's probably a, a challenge that, but you know, I think our team has accepted that and they're, they're ready to get that done. Uh, another line item that the team has accepted, listen, this project is going to cost more than you originally anticipated. You, you mentioned this in this update. You're going to come about $90 million, you project, short. The original, original estimate was $245. Your, your current total projection of capital cost about $334 million. Uh, so you make that clear, and you, and you say in this news release, you know, options are on the table. We'll decide, you decide what you are going to do. I'm, you know, I don't know if, if, if you received angry phone calls, but listen, we're in this, we're in this environment here where you almost have to add 40 to 60% on top of the projections anymore. It's not just ASCOT, it's across the board here. You know, so what are the options to get this across the line? Yeah, the way I would think of it though, is I, I wouldn't worry, I wouldn't focus so much on the total cost of the project. I would really just focus on the cost to go to get to the first gold and start production. Okay. And um, if you think about it, you know, plus or minus, I think we had something like at the end of June, we had about $120 million worth of cash and 100, I'm speaking in Canadian dollars, and about 110 to go on the project. At the end of September, we had about $80 million to go and I'd say we were probably about $20 million shy on the project. Okay. The, 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 the other important thing to remember is when we start the mine up, we need to make sure that we have working capital. We can't just start the mine up with zero. So we want to have plus or minus $20 million worth of cash to start that up. So the, the issue for us is we need to finance probably a 40 to $50 million Canadian hole to make sure that we have both the capital of the working capital sure. and make sure we take care of the delays that we've had and cost increases. I think, you know, we're really looking at three options for us. Um, the first option uh, revolves around the fact that we have a royalty right um, to buy back a 5% NSR royalty um, from uh, believing the original owners of the mine on the Premier and, and, and um, Big Missouri mine. And today that royalty is probably worth, I don't know, 65 to $80 million, some, some number like that. Okay. Um, and let's just say we've had some offers uh, for, from people who have been supportive to, to us to look at buying that royalty back and continuing to uh, a program where we will extinguish the royalty. I think our plans were to try and extinguish that royalty by 26 or 27. Um, and so that can fill quite a part of that hole. 
I think the second thing that we're looking at is um, we have in our existing finance documents a working capital facility for another 20 million US and we've had some people approach us about that um, and uh, that is part of the existing arrangements that we had because we knew this could be there so that's definitely um, another, another avenue for us. Um, a third avenue is something that we worked on before um, and we have a couple groups that are looking at this but um, in our water treatment plant there's many water treatment companies that are looking to do sale leasebacks mm. um, and that's probably about a 30 million dollar um, opportunity for us and then finally and I know the market wouldn't like to hear this but you know I think some of our larger shareholders have been at some level a little bit small uh, supporting us with equity so some combination of those through those four areas I think we feel pretty good that we'll be able to get the capital to finish the project and make sure that we have enough working capital to start up. Are you able to kind of pinpoint where this these additional costs are coming from? Yeah, the absolutely. So every month that we delay is basically $10 million. And on the earthworks, we were hoping to complete that by the end of September. Mm. And we're only going to complete that by the end of November. So you've got 20 million Canadian just in that alone, plus or minus, and the associated things of delay related to that. And then there's $20 million worth of working capital that you need to have as well. So that's $40 sure. million. And then I would say, uh, as you made the comment, you know, things are always inflating. Inside these numbers that we have that we've talked about, um, you know, we probably have about another $10 million of contingency that we're going to have on top of everything else. So that's yeah. kind of where it comes together. Okay, okay, very good. Um, you know, give us a sense, uh, th this working capital, you know, that how much of that is coming from experience of, Mind building of yours, <laughs> lots. Yeah, <laughs> um, in a in a precious metals mine like this. So what happens? We pour the first gold, but we have to put materials into the into the leach tanks and into everything else. Sure. There's probably three to five thousand ounces of gold that's there permanently until we finish the mining, and so you're financing costs, but you're not going to get the revenue because you're always replacing that with stuff that you're in process things go wrong in these startups and you know when you're commissioning you're trying to get to positive cash flow as quickly as you can but it isn't like you just flick a switch and everything works perfectly normally these things take three to four months to basically ramp up yeah. you'll make some money but you have to turn the mill on and off and do a bunch of different things um, and uh, you know so you want to have a bit of a buffer there yeah and I think that you know from experience I don't know that anybody just starts a thing and it starts up and perfectly right away. So I think that that's from experience. We want to try and do that. You know, and that, yeah, I just make another comment, you know, a little royalty financing may not always be frowned upon by people. The one nice thing about it versus debt is it's not a fixed payment. Sure. And so you don't have, hey, I've got to do this by this time frame. You know, I think the, the royalty companies and the Sprout Royalty guys have been pretty flexible with us and they understand how this works and so that's yeah. been quite helpful, the kind of structure that we have to make this happen. Uh, good point. Uh, I do want to ask you, if it's not enough to manage the construction and the capital to go into getting the Premier built, you also have to manage your equity. I, I do want to ask you, your your share count's pretty high and it's it was something that's been a part of this company even before you came on. I mean, we're yeah, talking correct. Six, you're going to have more than 600 million shares. I mean, that's that's pretty large. Do you take the, can you get the premier mine up and going to a catalyst to where you can incorporate some sort of rollback on that equity? Is well, that on the table? I don't know about rollback is the word I would use, but what you can do is consolidate the shares so okay. that you, you, you know, 
it, it, it's going to make every all the shareholders would still have the same sure. holding. It's just going to have less shares outstanding. Yeah. Um, I think that you know, down the road, and this is way down the road, and it's only if the right thing comes along. But you know, typically the approach to getting less risk is number one, getting into production so that you have your own cash flow, and then number yeah. two, having more than one cash flow source. Um, and you know, I've been involved in a lot of mergers and acquisitions and things like that. And I think if there was a merger and acquisition of the company down the road at some point, that's another opportunity to address the issue that you're talking about. Okay, all right, very good. Uh, Derek, uh, general question, how's this today been? <laughs> you know, yeah, it's been good. I mean, you know, uh, I used to live over here in Europe and it's been a oh, long time s since I've been back here. Um, I haven't been here really since pre-COVID. Uh, I forgot what the time change is like, but yeah, it's been good. And you know, look, I know the I know the the gold mining sector and, and mining as a whole has been having going through a pretty rough time. But it's good to see lots of people here and different investors that are European based. And you know, I still think there's a very strong outlook. Ultimately, people are starting to understand. Well, if the gold price is pretty high, and the margins in mining companies are much higher than they've ever been. Why is the equity market so far behind? Right. What what's the disconnect that I don't see? And when is that going to change? And, you know, I think that's a hard question to answer, but it, I think people generally at the conference here have been pretty optimistic that, look, eventually the U.S. dollar is going to have to weaken and the amount of trauma in the world, whether it's with um, Israel and Gaza or the Ukraine or political instability, whether it's in Canada or the U.S. or other parts of the world, um, it's a pretty good recipe for gold. So some investors are going to do quite well out of this um, because eventually I think you're going to see things change. And there is no argument with cash. If you have margins that are twice or three times what they used to be, eventually that translates into cash flow. And you know, yeah. if you're a patient enough investor, I think that's good for the industry. All right. Uh, Derek, good to see you. Best of luck next couple of days. Yeah, my pleasure, Trevor. Thanks for having me on your show. Yeah. All right, everybody. That is Ascot Resources, CEO Derek White. They do trade on the TSX with AOT and on the OTCQX with AOTVF. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.